This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Scott Tanfield from Friends of Fulham and Craig Coben. They were both at the 2-1 to Fulham victory against Aston Villa at Craven Cottage in the FA Cup. I'm going to get their opening thoughts on what they watched today. First, Mr. Tanfield, over to you. Opening thoughts on Fulham's victory in the FA Cup today. Yeah, I thought it was a good, um, a good victory for us. I think we needed that. Um, both sides rested players today, Russ. Um, I say especially Villa. And I mean, we, we we kind of sort of played a system today where we never really had a, a kind of a striker up top. Right. I think we played sort of Cavalero, um as a, as a main sort of striker, and I think we played sort of kind of. It looked like we were playing sort of Brian um, and Christie as sort of wingers or fullbacks, um, you know, left and right wing backs. Um, bit disjointed in the first half. Um, I thought that we kind of didn't really have a pattern. We sort of lost ourselves a bit, um, but we grew stronger into the game the second half. I say Hector, he sort of had a debut today. I mean, for me, for a big guy, he looks pretty quick. Yep. Um, he looks good in the air. A little bit of ring rust, maybe. Um, I thought he was at fault with Villa's equaliser. Um, he was. But but he seemed to be he seemed to be better than what we had obviously with, with Reem playing in that position. But one thing I would say is I thought Mawson uh, was pretty decent today. Okay, great. Okay, good stuff. Let me bring Craig on the line. Craig, your opening thoughts on the FA Cup victory for Fulham today? Look, it was a great it was a great win, but not entirely convincing. Um, I still think we lacked penetration going forward. Uh, we had reasonably good wing play, and of course, we benefited from two great strikes. Yep. Uh, one from Knockhart after play had really breaking, broken down at, at both ends, and then from Arder when uh, Aston Villa were sitting quite deep, and he just basically took a crack from distance. Um, I thought Michael Hector's debut was a bit mixed. He looked at times very assured and strong in the back. Some of his passing was a bit wayward, and he was at fault for the Aston Villa goal. 
Uh, overall, I thought there was a decent performance. I do think we look better when we have a proper number six. Uh, so in this case, it was mostly Kevin McDonald. Right. Um, some inappropriate songs, very funny songs uh, being sung in the terraces about Kevin McDonald, which I'm not going to repeat on this family <laughs> podcast. But um, I, I do think we had more structure in the midfield and maybe a, a little bit of lack of creativity with uh, Stefan Johansson and, and, and Kevin McDonald. Okay. Let's just talk briefly about the first half because there really was nothing really going on in the first half. I just want to get your thoughts on it because it was very disjointed by both sides. Yeah, it was. Uh, look, what I would say is I thought it was a fairly tentative start. I think both teams really didn't want to put themselves out very much. We had a, a funny setup, right, because at times I thought we had three in the back. Yep. At times I thought Christie was the fourth defender as a right back. Um, with Joe Bryan playing almost as a forward. Uh, it was kind of a hybrid three-man, four-man uh, defense, and we never really seemed to make it work all that well. I will say in the first step, we were lucky to go in even. And, Scott, I want to go to you. Let's uh, switch to the second half because, obviously, there's a lot of action going on, and Fulham actually came out – Fairly strong. You have the shot by Knockhart in the 46th minute. But let's talk about the goals because Craig was just mentioning, obviously, these two incredible goals from Fulham. Knockhart has this ability, and we just haven't seen it enough. Do you get a good view of the uh, opener for uh, Fulham from Anthony Knockhart? This is quite a goal. Yeah. I mean, I sat and watched it from the putt end. I mean, um, I sat next to my dad and... We, I was sort of screaming at him again because we had this knack to kind of like we want to cut in rather than sort of beating our man right. wide. Um, I thought they, especially in the first half, that both Brian and Chrissy were sort of kind of playing the flanks. They they weren't sort of kind of piling on and beating them and sort of knocking balls across the six yard box. It was, it was quite frustrating the first half. Um, and then kind of knock off, push forward a little bit more, and he was kind of doing the same. And where he's coming with the ball, I thought it was easy for him to actually beat the man and maybe hug the, the byline a little bit more and smash the ball across. But he did his usual, which, you know, we know Knockhart can do. He sort of, he cut across one or two touches and bang, it was a wonder goal, you know, Russ? Right. It was it was really just a great goal. And uh, Fulmer up at this point, and then you have the opportunity shortly right after that from Joe Bryan that is set up beautifully from Cavalero. This could have easily been 2-0, and then there was a situation right after that. Fulham had that opportunity to make it 2-0, but they could not capitalize. And, Craig, let's now talk about the equalizer. You've talked a little bit about the situation with Michael Hector because I think he's responsible for the goal. This is really, I think, Codge's goal, even though El Ghazi gets a goal. It's really a tap-in for him. But thoughts on the equalizer for Astonville and what you saw? Well, of course, it happened again at the opposite end for me, so I didn't okay. have a great view, but it looked to me like Michael Hector was on the wrong side of uh, of Kodesia, and who was able to basically go one-on-one against against Rodak. Um, it came out of almost nothing. It was just the, right. you know poor positioning on the defense, as near right. as I could tell. Right, and that's but what I, was I think really was, upsetting. What's quite striking is is it was a fairly basic mistake that was made, and I, you know you could see it. It was quite visible. And it shouldn't have been given. We shouldn't have given up that goal. We were dominating play. We scored the first goal. We came close to scoring a second. We were getting good, a, a lot of mileage down the wings. It was really against the run of play. 
Right. Totally agree there. And what's interesting, just like Fulham, they had an opportunity to get another goal in the 76 minute. A, sh- a shot by Yota is saved by Rodak. And then um, I want to go. We have to talk about it because I think this is significant, Scott. Back over to you. Harry Archer comes in. He's been out since mid-October. So this to me is huge. Yeah. Just the fact that he played. But he scores yeah. again just this incredible goal to give Fulham the lead. Talk about the goal. The the match winner from Harry Archer. Yeah, well, it's, I say it's quite quick because I see him coming on and I thought, OK, we're going to see a few minutes of Harry Archer. But I did expect him to be sort of <clears throat> as busy as he was, Russ, when he came on. I thought him, I thought sort of he'd ease himself into the game. Uh, but he came in and he, he, was, he was quite dominant. I mean, as soon as he came on, you just see that it was a presence there that we've been lacking in previous games. And I think it sort of shows uh, the kind of Premier League experience that he's got or a higher quality that, he, that we've maybe been missing from right. that central midfield. I know that uh, Harrison Reed's been quite busy for us lately. Um, but Arthur, he seemed to put his foot in the ball. Um, you know, he was spreading passes sort of left and right and they were accurate. Um, and he was sort of bringing players into play. But his goal, I mean, he doesn't usually score them uh, like that. But I mean... He was on within a matter of seconds. He, he kind of edged the box, bang, and it was in, you know. Um, yep. But after that, I felt that he kind of dictated play quite a lot. Um, he oh, put a foot in, and, and, and Villa, you know, Villa certainly knew that he was there. And it's, I think, being naive as a Fulham fan, um, I know that he's Parker's um, brother-in-law, whatever it is, but I think we certainly, certainly missed him in certain games. Definitely a presence. Totally agree. And it's funny, the announcers were talking about his presence and what he was offering compared to Kevin McDonald. Not that Kevin McDonald was doing a bad job, but it seems no, no, no. we're more going forward when Archer came on, and it sounds like you agree. Yeah, no, he, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kevin McDonald, he does what he does for us. Um, but, Hart, you know, Harry Arter, is, he, he's a league above, and it's just, I think it's something that we have been missing now. If yep. he is back, um, you know, we do have the option of either Reed or Arter there now, um, and I think it's going to be competition for places. But it, it was a different level. Um, goal aside, it's a wonder goal. Uh, yep. But just his ability on the ball, I thought it was, you know, it's something that we definitely missed, Russ. Totally agree. And very interesting because at this point, Fulham were really dominating the play after the goal. And significant moment came in the 80th minute, Craig. And I want to go to you because uh, when I saw this player on the bench, I was like, is he going to have the ability to get in this match? I hope I see it. Jay Stansfield. 17 yeah. years old, makes his debut. And I'm going to mention the the setup to the opportunity from knockout in just a second. But just talk about this moment for Fulham to have this youngster in the match. Your thoughts about the debut for Jay Stansfield? He looked pretty good. I mean, he came on and he was uh, he was a bundle of energy chasing down uh, chasing down the ball and harassing the, the, the Astonville defenders. And as you rightly said, he he came so, so close to really getting a fantastic assist um, on, on, with a chance on the right side, just outside outside the reach of, of Anthony Knockhart. Right. So it was an encouraging debut, um, and he was pretty clear he was enthusiastic about the opportunity and wasn't going to uh, let it go. Right. And I also want to mention that Luca Della Torre came on as well late, and I, I thought he made a little bit of an impact. But Fulham were again, being very aggressive and seeing out this FA Cup victory. The, there was a situation, obviously, a couple in stoppage time. We have the uh, the opportunity from Kaja, but he was offside. It was also saved by Rodak. And then, of course, you have 
the shot by knockout. He's one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and uh, I know he scored a great goal earlier, but he needs to do better there. So Fulham see the match out and move on in the FA Cup, and uh, I'm happy about that. Okay, guys, coming up next, I'm going to get your thoughts on who's the man of the match and also what was the turning point in this match and this FA Cup victory for Fulham. Okay, Scott, um, over to I you. Mean, for me... I mean, for me again, I, th- I thought Knockart was everywhere today. Um, he, he, he was kind of he was kind of bombing forward. He, he was he was tracking back. Um, I thought we put in an important tackle at the end. But I mean, for me, I thought even though his mistake at the, um, in, the in the first half it led to the the Villa goal, um, I thought Morgan was very composed today. I thought that he actually played like a decent centre half. Um, okay. He looked composed on the ball. He looked strong. Um, for me. Uh, Walton or Knockart, um, I'm going to go Knockart. I thought he was very, very busy again today, and I thought that he filled quite a few positions. Okay, so for you, it's Knockart. How about you, Craig? Who was your man of the match? Yeah, no, I'd have to say it was Knockart as well, because I think he was constantly a threat. He pressed very aggressively. He caused a lot of disruption, and, of course, he scored a, he scored a fantastic goal. Should have scored an injury time. I thought for sure that was yep. going in. That was at our end at the, at the Hammersmith end. But um, overall, he would be my man of the match. Okay, excellent. Craig, back to you. And uh, I always like to to mention this in the full-time show. Talk about when the match changed, the turning point. Was there a turning point in this match? It's obvious to talk about goals. Was it the first goal from Knockout where this game just opened up at this point? Or was it something else? I really think so because... In the build-up to the knockout goal, bear in mind, Aston Villa were attacking, and I think actually Hector missed the tackle, and they, had, they were bearing down on our goal. We managed to clear it, and play had really broken down, and we managed to score at the other end. If Aston Villa had scored uh, on their attack, the game probably would have looked very differently. So I do think that the goal is a little bit of a goal out of nothing, but I do think it changed the complexion of the match, and... Fulham started to gain a lot of confidence. Right. And even after giving up the equalizer, you still felt that Fulham were in the ascendancy in this match. I actually agree. Scott, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's the goal from Knockhart, or is there another point during this FA Cup match that you think changed the match? Yeah, no, I think um, I say Knockhart goal changed it. I mean, sometimes uh, Knockhart, is, you know, from him, one of those is going to come off. Um, I thought at the time we looked a little bit disjointed and say I, I couldn't really see what formation we were playing. Um, you know, it was a typical sort of first half where we sort of, sort of you know, we, we, we were just disjointed again. But that yeah. kind of that kind of bit of quality brought us in, and then people you just noticed that people started to sort of up their level of quality, and we were flicking balls about, passing balls, and you know, just something like that kind of got us motivated. And we missed that this season, you know. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, you know they, they'd rested a few, but they were still a decent side. They never seem to do very well with us. They brought big uh, support again today. They were noisy. Um, but no, I just, yeah, you, you're right. I think that did change the game. And we went from strength to strength with that. Um, yeah, we let the goal. The equaliser was a mistake from Hector. But we sort of picked ourselves up. And we never really let it affect us. We, we kind of carried on. We introduced after. And we just took the game by the scruff of the neck. Even with the kind of six minutes, we just, we, we looked stronger than them. And we kind of That's knew right. that we'd probably, probably grind this out, you know? We wanted it more. Scott, I think that's the best way to put it. For some reason, the Astonville players weren't into it, I think, as much as uh, the Fulham players. They wanted it more. So, again, it's encouraging. But I want to end with something that Craig talked because, again, there, there are positives to take out of this, but we shouldn't get 
too overboard of a victory in the FA Cup. You know, we really shouldn't go too far. But what can you take out of this, positively or negatively, for Fulham moving forward? Is there anything that we can take out of it, or is this just a one-off? Uh, I mean, positively for me, um, I mean, I'd say the introduction with Hector, yes, he was at fault with a goal, but I, I, that may just be a little bit of ring rust, as I said, Russ. Um, yep. I don't think we can be that unlucky. I mean, for me, he looks a little bit sort of more dominant. Um, you know, he looks he looks quick for a big bloke. It was a little bit lackluster in his passing, but I mean, he offered, I think, a little bit more than what Reem does in that position. If anything, I thought he complimented Baltimore. He allowed Mawson to actually play his game. He looked more confident on that opposite side. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, he's not going to come in and be a saviour straight off. We know that. Um, he's had limited time in the under-23s. Um, but then also I thought the positive for us was, again, Arthur, the forgotten man. You know, we've all sort of raved about Harrison Reid, but I thought um, I thought Art come back in today, he showed a level of quality that we've been missing, um, a vision of passing, and, and also putting a foot in to actually uh, stabilise that midfield. Great stuff there. Over to you, Craig. You mentioned this earlier that, uh, again, this doesn't convince you of anything moving forward. And I certainly understand that. But I think there are positives to take out of this. Your thoughts on what Scott shared? And do you have anything else to add? Look, I, it's positive to, to get a win um, because we've had, I think, secured seven points in the last seven games. And so it's definitely a, comp, a confidence boost to, to win a match like this. And I also thought we saw it out relatively easily. It wasn't too much, too many nerves uh, at the end. Uh, look, Aston Villa did not play a full strength team. Neither did we, but Aston Villa were particularly um, under strength. I think they only had two players from their previous game against Burnley right. playing. Uh, so they rested a lot of their, their first squad. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't draw too many, too many um, uh, conclusions from it. Uh, it was good that Hector had the opportunity to get some match practice in because he, because he hasn't played for a while. Right. It's good that Harry Arder got the opportunity to play because he hasn't played for a while. And I think those are definite positives to take away from the match. Uh, but really, I think this upcoming game against Hull is going to be incredibly important for team confidence and for uh, uh, solidifying our our position in the pl- in the playoffs because okay. – uh, it can really go either way. Um, we, you know, we had a good run. Now, then we've had a bad run. We've had a mixed bag of results in the league, and I think there are still doubts about whether uh, uh, this team can play to its full potential. Okay, and I certainly understand that. Great stuff from the two of you. Let's wrap up this episode of Cottage Talk full time for Scott Tanfield and Craig Coben. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.